0: Uh, this is Andrew. He's on his third session. Mm-hmm. That's I'm a recovered alcoholic. The name of the problem is Andrew. Yeah. Andrew. And, um, I'm recovered but not cured. Uh, what I really have is a daily reprieve contingent upon the maintenance of my spiritual condition. And um, I will tell you quite honestly that i don't feel like a very recovered alcoholic at this moment in time i feel completely disconnected from uh from god despite going through the mechanics uh associated with the spiritual condition and the maintenance of it um so where this conversation or where this one-sided conversation will go um god only knows um but thankfully because of people in the program Um, I've been able to prop myself up and have some pretty amazing conversations um, to get myself on the right track um, and to continue on that track. Um, This is, I mean, a conversation about step three. It's about making a decision to turn my will over to the care of of God um, and my life over to the care of God, a dependence upon God. Um, But in order to get there, I had to get to a place where I was willing to see that my way was not working on uh, page 263 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it's a story. Um, I forget what it's called. Uh, he sold himself short, and it outlines the uh, the six steps as they were um, before uh, before they became the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and the first two steps, the step one was uh, complete deflation what they're talking about is complete ego deflation. And step two is a dependence and guidance from a high, higher mm-hmm. power. Um, so complete deflation, you know, like through the the first step, I really had to, uh, I had to do that perfectly, right? Like I had to go out there and I had to drink. I had to drink heavily and I had to use heavily to get to a place where I was desperate enough to do something different. Um, and that's that's what I did. Uh, consistently. And then um, I came into to AACA at first, looked around at all the crazy people and said, this is not for me. I want nothing to do with this. And I went back out and tried some more research and development. Um, I got into that spin dry cycle, as I like to affectionately call it, where I was just like in and out, in and out, in and out, and uh, unwilling to surrender because I thought that like I could I could manage it or find a loophole or find some... Some way that I would somehow be able to to do it differently than other people instead of looking at the people in the rooms and saying, "You know what these people looking at them for what they were, which is which was happy people, joyous people, free people, people that were working a program of action that i could I could jump on board with and and i i just i couldn 't get to that place, so I had to get to a place where I was willing to surrender and and for each and every one of us our... Our ego is uh, is very difficult to to uh, to get around because if your ego is anything like mine, it, it wants it, it wants to do things its own way, and uh, and I, I did that for years on end until I, I finally got to a place where I surrendered and I didn't even really understand what surrendering was. I you know and, and it was explained to me that surrendering means to lay down your arms and await commands. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm losing. It means that I'm joining the winning side. Uh, and, and I didn't realize that at first. I thought that I was giving up something that, like, I needed. And I did need it because it was my solution. Um, and, and it was a solution that, that worked for me for, for a long time. And I, what I didn't realize, and I actually was texting this earlier, is that, like, I didn't realize I had a craving until I couldn't, until I couldn't um, satiate it and that's that's when the addiction took over. I crossed that imaginary line in the sand and got to a place where I needed the alcohol. I needed the drugs and there was there was nothing I could do no one was going to get in my way and 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 I was going to get what I needed um, so the idea of surrendering, especially you know for me like with this 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 uh cynical, sarcastic attitude of the the northeasterner who grew up in Boston like it was like you know like I knew better than absolutely everybody that was around me and I still go through that on a on a <laughs> almost daily basis and I just I got beaten down so badly by alcohol that that I it became my master as Bill you know as Bill says you know and like I it, I got beaten down to a point where I finally walked into a treatment center and I just I started I started asking how to do things, because I couldn't do them, none of them, basic things, you know, like, I remember towards the end of it, like, the laundry pile, like, mounting up, and, like, not being able to do laundry, you know, like, I remember not being able to, to do anything at all, and it. It, it was it was a scary place to be it was like I, I didn't even know how to be a human I didn't know how to, to, to develop a relationship with somebody or care for somebody let alone care for myself so when I walked into this treatment center and like I, I know that AA and CA don't endorse treatment centers but it's a part of my story so you know the people that were in this treatment center they started to give me guidance and advice um, we didn't necessarily talk about God um, but we talked about the idea of stopping running my own life and allowing f- other people to start making decisions for me. And um, I run into a lot of that with with sponsees, where they they think that they they know how to run their own life, and like I'm not going to sit here and tell them how they should run their life. But if they seek guidance from me, I'm going to ask them you know, questions and lead them in a direction where I think that they can discern the solution and the answer to their problems. So when I was in this treatment center and these people told me what best way I could run my life, I said, well, okay, it's working for them because they were all in recovery. So perhaps what they're doing will work for me as well, because I cannot be so terminally unique that this solution can't work for me. I mean, especially with that cynical and sarcastic attitude, I can look at people with a judgmental tone and say, like, like if it works for this dumbass, then it'll work for me, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, I got to that place where I was like, all right, it, it can work for me if I just mind my P's and Q's and do exactly as I'm told. And I, I remember specifically sitting in the the feelings wheel, you know, Session that we that they had in the treatment center like give me five feelings or whatever and we we were talking about the the second step um, And I was asking about surrender um, Which I you know came to realize is, is is much more a part of the third step as well um, And and I was I was asking the guy um, like how how do you surrender you know like how do I surrender I want to surrender but I don't know how to surrender and he had this like thick New York accent and I just remember staring at my shoes and he was like Andrew if you're if you're asking how to surrender then then you're well on your way to actually surrendering um, so I, I went out and and I got a, a sponsor because that was suggested to me and um we began to read the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and through that process, it was suggested that I start praying. And my first experience with the Third Step Prayer, um, as mentioned in a previous session, was one where I was up in Plymouth, New Hampshire, and I got locked away in a, uh, uh, in a, a treatment center for two weeks, and they read the Big Book with us. Um, and when we got to page 63, they asked us if we wanted to take the third step prayer and I specifically said fuck no um, because I wanted nothing to do with that prayer whatsoever Um, and that was years ago that was back when I had the bank account the girl the car the job all the things that I thought made me a person that uh, was not an alcoholic Um, I could not see the powerlessness I could not see the unmanageability so I sure as heck was not going to turn my will um, and my life over to the care of god because i didn't think that god really cared about me in that capacity Um, but when i got beaten down this time around um, i finally got to a place where i was willing to surrender Um, and and through that process i've realized that the surrendering part is not losing it is joining the winning team um, so when I, when I was asked to do the third step prayer this time around, I was like, absolutely, you know, like, yes, anything is better than going back to that. So, uh, as most people, you know, I, I grabbed the hand of my sponsor on, in his, uh, kitchen floor. He, he had a nice scented candle going and his dog was running around and, um, we, he, he was like, did you memorize it? And I was like, wait, was I supposed to memorize it? And he was like, no, it's okay, it's okay. And uh, I, I I said it with him. And afterwards he was like, did you feel anything? And I, I was like, uh, no, was I supposed to feel something? Was, do we need to do it again? <laughs> and he's like, it's okay, man, it's okay. He, like, it's just the questions that we ask these people when they're going through that because we just want to know. And it's just like, they were asked to us too, so we want to ask them. Um, and that was that was my experience with the third step prayer at first, um, and then i I launched out on a course of vigorous action, um, you know, personal house cleaning, if you will. and um, it took me a long time to do my 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 inventory, um, probably a lot longer than is suggested by by many people, but um, it took me a while and I was very thorough with it because I was a very petty person, um, cynical and sarcastic as well so there was a lot of people on there as well. Um, so with the third step, um, I got to a place at some point in my my recovery where I felt the need to memorize it, and I, I, I actually began to memorize it. And the suggestion went from, from praying to... Praying, in, you know, I, I was praying as I was praying, which was in my halfway house. I would turn over and pray, and the suggestion was given to me that I should perhaps get on my knees because um, many people that have come before me have, have have prayed on their knees. And, you know, why wouldn't I take a page out of their book, you know, and, and do things as they have done them? So I started to do that, and I remember being really um, concerned that my roommate would walk in and see me praying, catch me praying. And he did catch me praying. And what ended up happening in that process is it, it opened up um, the floodgates for an amazing conversation with my roommate where we began to talk about uh, spirituality on another level. Um, and, and I began to realize that like it, it was in fact the way of strength and that um it was not that weakness that I had held on to from my former life, and i I began to surround myself with uh with people that were that were on that spiritual path and talk more about prayer and about meditation and and utilize the third step prayer on a daily basis. um I started to memorize it, and it took me a while to memorize it and in the process of memorizing that. I also memorized the 7-step thir- the prayer and the 11-step prayer. And now I recite them daily, twice a day. Um, but what I will tell you with doing that on a daily basis is that it feels very mechanical right now. And it, it perhaps has gotten me to a place where I have disconnected myself because the inauthenticity of the prayer because it feels more mechanical than, than what I, I've been told to do which is authentic prayer which is just speak to God as if he's my father and he is my father and so I spent some time going through this book by myself to try and find the prayers that were outlined because I, I look at the prayers as, as if something that will help me and there's in fact I think it's like 43 prayers in here That can be utilized uh, for different uh, circumstances, and um, they're all incredibly beautiful. And so, like I highlighted each and every one of them with a different color, so that I would know that that was a prayer, um, versus you know an instruction or a promise or something like that. Um, But it's weird to be to be where where I'm at with prayer and meditation because. I'm doing it very mechanically and I'm feeling very disconnected and um, that's a scary place to be because I'm I'm doing everything that's asked of me you know like I can take that entire list of suggestions that we have and say like okay I'm doing that I'm doing that I'm doing that I'm doing that um, but I don't I don't feel the same way that I did a few months ago um, when I was in a different place, um, I spent probably about like six hours today listening to meditation music and and doing some two way prayer and and reading through some material, and I found myself still in that 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 wheelbarrow of emotions, um, a lot of negative emotions, um, almost towards God. But what I, what I've come to realize through learning how to surrender to this process is that God is really just a friend that I can't stay mad at. And so that no matter w- what is going on, as long as I continue to surrender and and stop taking my my life back in my own hands, um, things will be all right. And as long as I stay vulnerable with the men that are in my, my life now, um, I'll be okay. Um, now, I mean, like, it's it's kind of interesting, too, because I'm actually in a place where this week I'm going back home for 10 days and I'm going to be surrounded by people who have, um, who drink, you know, pretty readily. And so like, if I don't continue to do what's doing, I could be placed in a position where no matter the amount of work I've done on myself, if my spiritual condition is not right in in that place and in that moment and in that time, I could be caught very off guard. So I, I've got to get to a place, and I've got to get to a place very quickly where, um, where I'm seeking God with the desperation of a drowning man. And um, I'm, I'm not concerned simply for the fact that like, God has carried me this far, and, and I have faith that, that God will continue to carry me through. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on the tightrope, I'm, I'm in the wheelbarrow with God, and, um, but I've got to do more you know, like that craving that I had with alcohol and with drugs, that craving is now with God. And so I need more God tomorrow than I I needed today and uh, sure shit a lot more than I needed yesterday. So what can I do as a person to continue to surrender to this process? I mean, doing the mechanical nature of the prayer is fantastic. Reading spiritual literature is fantastic, being of service to other people is fantastic. But I've got to go out on a limb and I've got to do more than that as well. I I remember reading through Dr. Bob and the Good Old Timers and they were talking about like all these different spiritual techniques that they were trying. Like they went they went very far out out there for a long time, like I like there was there was a specific chapter of it where they were talking about um, trying to communicate with dead people, and um, the truth is that like if we if we can sit here and say that like we were God's children and all that stuff, then we don't know what we don't know, and so. I'm not saying like I'm going to go like communicate with dead people or anything like that, but like I am trying to see where God is leading me because I have surrendered to this process. I mean, outside of the, the negative emotions and maybe the, the animosity that I might be feeling, I'm like, God, Like whatever you got for me, I'm doing it. Like I want to step into the flow. I want to see where the flow is, and I will just be a part of that flow. So if you want me to go here, you want me to do this, you want me to see that, and you want me to shut up and listen, that's what I'm going to do. And so I have an interesting job where I am able to uh come face to face with random people and and see where the conversation takes us and i have run into people who are on firm spiritual grounds who have picked apart my my story and, and asked me lots of questions and brought me to a place where they're like i think you would benefit from this i think you would benefit from this perhaps you should try this and so um the really cool part is that I I can actually do that, and I can see where those solutions might take me. They're nothing like super weird, but um, you know, just uh, meditation, Reiki, and um, and hypnotism to see perhaps where where it'll bring me. Um, and so I I'm interested to see where all that will take me because um, when you're in a, when I'm in a place where I'm at. Um, the emotions that I'm feeling, um, I don't want them to dictate my life. And um, so I, I've, I've come to a place with the mechanical nature of prayer where I, I pray on a continuous basis. I probably pray half a dozen to a dozen times a day, which is very far removed from when I first started this process, when the first actual prayer I did was probably the third step prayer with my sponsor. So I've really, really come a long way. Um, now, surrendering to, to God um, really brings us to a place where, where we're willing to, to take help and help people um, on a consistent basis. Um, there's something I want to read, um, because the, the third step prayer um, and my idea of God changed over time. I don't know if anybody ever saw the movie Mallrats, um, but there was this scene in it where this guy was was looking at a magic eye and he was staring at it and he couldn't see the sailboat. And like he kept on staring, like you, everyone knows what a magic eye is. And he was just staring at it and he couldn't see the sailboat. And then this little like 12 year old walks past him and he's like, oh, hey, look, it's a sailboat. And the guy like was pissed off because he couldn't see it. And he's like, it's not a sailboat, it's a schooner kid. Anybody ever see that movie? No? Okay. If not, you've got to see Mallrats. Fantastic movie from, from the 90s. Um, uh, so this, is, this was something that I, I heard from, from a, uh, a very well-known speaker. Um, by not drinking through experiences, it changes us. We can't stay the same. The longer you are sober, the more shit we go through. Because he swore, I'm pretty sure that everybody knows who that is. His name is Russell S. Um, um, The longer you're sober, the more shit you go through. Our faith will grow through trials. Life is a humbling experience no matter what. We all deal with crap. If we do this and stay sober, we have to work this. I will be saying I'm crazy in a meeting. We are forced to work the program. We work the program through, heart, uh, through hand-to-hand combat, we shift our thinking. We don't see the change. It happens. We aren't doing the changing. God is. He ain't consulting us. When we get involved in our life, we screw it up. T.S. Eliot, here quote by him. Um, we, will know, we will know ourselves for the first time. So, like, as God is doing the changing, like, I'm a passenger. I'm just a passenger in the car. And so I've got to get to a place where I say, all right, God, like, whatever you want me to do, I'll do and i'll continue to take suggestions um and he said this program is a magic eye painting it becomes the eagle if we never saw or in mall rats a sailboat or the schooner um we are not here for extra credits stay at everything uh sorry i'm trying everything i don't want you The first day I didn't drink i I recovered after this, we begin to see we were crazy. we are all commonly crazy. we speak the same language as we sober up. we begin to realize just how crazy we are. That's why people drink again. Not everyone reaches the fourth dimension or it is or is returned to sanity um, yeah I don't know, I just like i I love opening up this notebook because i like I take it with me everywhere, and I always hear these amazing things. Um i'm caught between the world of the spirit and the physical page eighty four when these crop up immediately ask God to remove them um Where is it know your enemy's next move our ego is our enemy, which we get used when we get used to it and it creeps back in. We are looking for obstacles which has come come up we justify resentments we think we are casting resentments um out, but we are really pushing them down. Restless, uh, writ, yeah, restless, irritable, uh, just comes up over time. Our disease uses our spirit against us. New versions of ourselves create new egos. The disease is deep down. Um, connect the head to the heart to the spirit. Things which are more stable are more painful. more st- subtle are more painful. Um yeah i mean i could go on with that but i don't really want to do that um so yeah i mean i guess i guess like i'll I'll leave some time for everybody else to talk um but i love the third step and i loved memorizing the third step prayer because when i was in when i was earlier in recovery because i'm obviously still in early recovery um it offered me an outlet to go into the bathroom or the handicapped sanctuary as they call it and uh, when things weren't going well and get on my knees and I would do that three or four times a day and I would recite the third step prayer and so before it got to a mechanical thing where I wouldn't necessarily concentrate on the words I was concentrating on the words I was actually in a place where the words were were something more to me I they became a way of life and it it's easy to step away from that and just get back to a place where they're mechanical. But if I, but for a while when I was memorizing the prayer and when I memorize prayers, the words become action in my life. And, and what I've been trying to do um, through the third step is, is allow God to enter in, in, in the pause because they say, you know, pause when agitated, God is in the pause. So I'm building a buffer for, for God to enter into my life so that I don't react. Because really, what I am is addicted to reacting, and so what I'm trying to do is get to a place where I'm responding. And so through memorizing this prayer, through memorizing other prayers, I am increasing my capacity to respond as opposed to react. And, and I've been able to utilize that, that, that like, it almost sounds like a, I like a, like, I don't know how to call it, like a, like a buffer or something like that in a computer, um, where, where I, I, I'm teaching myself logically to respond as opposed to react. And I, I mean, maybe that's just some psychology trick or something like that, but, but it, it certainly works. And so as I, as I continue to seek God um, and, and surrender on a daily basis to this process and, and to God's will, um, I'm going to continue to seek out prayers, which I believe I can, I can do the same thing with mm-hmm. and continue to memorize them and, and hopefully uh, continue to respond as opposed to react. Um, so okay. I don't really have much else to say other than that. Um, so thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the meeting's open for sharing.